0: And we're back with your host, Michael Pinky, with MTP Productions, and you are listening to the Real, Raw, and Flawed Podcast, where we hold nothing back. Let's get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love that new intro. Welcome back, people. It's your boy, Michael Pinky. Real, raw, and flawed podcast. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your support. As always, check us out at any listening platform, Spotify, SoundCloud, or iTunes, whatever you prefer. All right, let's just jump right into it. Topic this week, self-loathing culture. So what do I mean? So let's just define self-loathing from the start. So it's an extreme criticism of oneself. It may feel as though nothing you do is good enough, or that you are unworthy or undeserving of good things in your life. Now, <clears throat> I want to talk about this because it's come up a lot in conversation. I've been witnessing a lot uh, amongst friends, close colleagues, uh, people that I don't even know. Um, it's just coming up over and over. And now I understand that we've had a really tough year. And with COVID-19, with the election that was going on during this as well, we just got through, you know, the mixture of all these things has made this year really difficult and um, put us in kind of a forced situation, something that we, we didn't get to choose on our own. So with all the regulations and, and shutdowns and businesses going under and not allowing to have businesses stay open and not being out in public, schools... Everything has changed and it's, it's forced us into a new way, um, not, by, not by our own choice. So I, I understand that it's a little bit different this year. So some of the stuff I'm going to be saying in this uh, with that in mind is why I'm, I'm speaking on this with this particular past year in mind. Now, <clears throat> there's something that I think we all really deal with. Uh, either we have dealt with it or we're currently dealing with it is a level of self-loathing. And now, is, you know, what is it What is it about our culture that we don't like to hear our own voice on recording? You know, when you have the answer machine or you have a playback of your voice on voicemail that we don't like the, the sound of our own voice. Or why do we judge our appearance on videos that we post for ourselves or we've been caught in? Um, you know what makes us so critical of ourselves <clears throat> and that's what I want to get into is where does self-loathing come from where is this where does this stem from um, you know a couple things you start talking about like let's look in different parts of our lives religion schooling sports entertainment social media keeping up with the joneses all these things in my opinion have a huge impact on how we feel about ourselves. And and when we get to an adult age and we start to become an adult and it's really affecting us and we can feel the effects. You know, when we're a child, sometimes we don't even know what's going on. We don't know that what might be diagnosed later as depression or anxiety is actually a thing or, or if it's even happening. <clears throat> as an adult, we have all these constraints around us and we grow up. We start to feel different pressures um, from ourselves and society, we started to feel these things. So I think that the the solution to any major problem is finding the root cause. And I want to talk about some of the things, you know, I feel that are, are big factors in self-loathing. And, and like when I talk about the church or religion, and school, sports and entertainment, probably is one, social media, keeping up with the Joneses or maybe we call it keeping up with the Kardashians today, but, <clears throat> you know, the church where we grew up with was the Catholic Church, Roman Catholic Church. And, you know, I speak for myself in this this journey, but how I grew up was that it was more of a fear that they put into you of failure, failing God. And, you know, my whole upbringing in that church was the... I had the fear of failure in God's eyes. Now, I know not all religion is the same, and I know all religion teaches this, and not even all Catholic churches are like this. I'm just going from my experience. Um, They never really gave me the tools, or my mother, or my sister, or anybody immediately around me, to feel any self-love. You know, I don't remember a lot of that. in the church. So, you know, and then then we have school. You know, for me, school failed me. And again, I'm speaking for myself, but you know, I'm not super in tune with how the schools are being handled today. I know they're a lot different this year, but you know, when it comes to school for me, it was it was very the same books were used for years and years and years in each subject. Yeah, you know, they weren't updated or changed. Um, you know, to me right away, that's, that's a big failure. I think this be changed every single year because we're learning as a society, as a culture, as human beings, brand new things every single year. Um, and that should be re- reflect in our schools. Um, you know, with school for me, I think what we lack the most, and we sh- we should be having a huge importance importance on today in school is mental health classes. Um, and classes to to teach emotional resilience and mental health and the effects of them. I think the sooner we learn that stuff, the better tools we have is when we transition from that childhood to adulthood to cope with the massive changes that happens right between those. So, you know, for me, school kind of failed me in that sense too. I don't I I feel any really again for me any self-love tools growing up there um you know the other thing what about like superheroes and Santa Claus and Easter Bunny and all this culture like I don't know what you guys think about that I would love to hear your thoughts but you know telling our kids that you know you can be this or you can be that or Santa Claus is real or Easter Bunny or superheroes it's building all these false expectations I know it's it's not meant to be harmful, um, but in my mind, it's building fake narratives. Um, again, this is a touchy subject. I know I'm not a parent, so I'd love to hear more thoughts on that, and I would be happy to discuss more um, with any of you on that, that, that part right there. Uh, sports and entertainment is a big one for me. You know, my business has been in sports for years. This is where I've made my money. Um, I've been in the sports world for a long time. And, you know, sports and entertainment is promoting a lot of the living like the one percenters in the world. You know, a lot of people don't understand the sports and entertainment world high level athletes and entertainers are one percenters in the world. They're elite at what they do. That's why they are on the big screens and they're entertaining us in huge stadiums. Um, they're one percenters, you know, and not to say that you can't be that, but for us to model our entire culture in our world around such a small population, to me, seems a little out of bounds, to use a reference in sport. You know, we're, <clears throat> they're promoting this one percenter lifestyle to dress, act, talk, look like them um, because they're the best. And that's not even a real reality. It's not real life, um, you know. Most of the time, it's not even obtainable. So I think we set up, we set up our generations for a little bit of this self-loathing culture and and failure and self-love um, by, what, by what what we're doing, what we're modeling. You know, social media. This one's a big one for me. This is what kind of brought it up. I mean, now with TikTok and and Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram and whatever else is out there, even your iPhones, the the cameras and the filters are like endless. You know, you can make, you can make yourself look 30 pounds lighter on one filter. You can make your skin look better. You can change your bone structure. You can change your age. Look, I mean, it's, <clears throat> it's breeding this false and unattainable expectation of yourself. And you know, we're putting it out there, and then everybody else is looking at it, and they're thinking, "Why I should be looking like that. And But it's not even real. Um, and just to be clear, I don't think this is social media's fault. Like, I'm not one of these people that are like, you know, social media has ruined society. It's just a tool. It's an engine. It's a tool. The responsibility of humans in using anything is on them. You know, just because it. it's the same thing with these supercars. Like, a Lamborghini can go over 200 miles an hour. Okay, does that mean you had to go 200 miles an hour in a 15 mile an hour zone in a school zone? No. There's a responsibility to everything. Just because the tools there doesn't mean you can point fingers as a parent, or anyway, point fingers over at, well, social media is, is why my kids are doing this. no, 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 no. Maybe it's because you gave your 12 year old kid an iPhone. Like really? Like a supercomputer that's what it is you can look up anything you want search anything you want it's a supercomputer and you're giving your 9 10 11 12 year olds these phones and why because well their friends have them so they should have them i don't want to deal with that that's where it starts it always stems somewhere but look the responsibility in using it maybe the education around it if you're going to give your 10 year old daughter or son a an iPhone, and they're going to be on these media platforms and have the access and have the tools. And maybe there should be a lesson to be taught. Maybe there should be time spent with them on educating them on the apps that are on there, how they work, what they do, what they don't do, more importantly, so they don't fall in those traps. Um, Again, I'm not a parent, but I'm just going off what I see. You know, we've trained a lot of kids. We've been around a lot of parents in both my... My business and the, and the companies I've worked before, I've lived this life <clears throat> and I see it every day the point in the finger culture. Look, what's happening is if we don't like the sound of our own voice, if we don't like the way we look in the mirror, and every time we go online, and we look at all our friends and the people we look up to and the movie stars, and they're all perfect. In every post in every way the clothes they wear and the pose they're standing in and their skin and their bone trucks, everything looks perfect and their sparkly eyes because there's nine million filters how can any of us live up to any of it you know because you can't you can't figure out what's real and fake at that point so what are we trying to live up to right there is no such thing as perfection and what's happening is is a lot of this is like trying to get to that and i don't think it's doing any of, any of us favors now especially right now i keep saying i i have all this in mind this covid-19 and the election year and the craziness we've had of a year it's even more important now than ever to get away from this we got to get away from this this stuff leads to depression and anxiety you know the current <clears throat> the current Numbers on anxiety right now are like 40 million or something like that, like almost 19% of our population is is suffering from anxiety, and it just keeps going up year after year. That's not just because of COVID. That's prior to that, year after year, it's going up. And what's strange to me, what's like absolutely crazy to me is that the U.S. has 50% more people suffering from anxiety than any other country in the world. Now, are we some kind of different humans over here in the us no it's because the culture we've built here we have built the platform for depression and anxiety the freedoms we have that the, the ex- excessive freedoms that we have and allow we have built these platforms for these numbers to skyrocket this is on us and i'm not even <clears throat> pointing fingers here it's on us internally us as people individually. We can change it. It's like we made it, we can change it. I think anything you do in life, anything that was created can be undone and or redone. So there's no like, oh, it's out of control or, oh, I just have anxiety. I'm just depressed like my doctor told me, so that's just how I'm going to be. It's who I am. I don't believe in that. And I know a lot of people are going to say that suffer from it, who I know personally, very close people to me that I love, suffer from depression and anxiety. And it's not gonna it's gonna sound insensitive, but I personally do not believe that this is a medicated drug. I believe it's created in the mind and it can be uncreated. <clears throat> it's how you handle it. Now, <clears throat> that being said, at some point in our lives, you know, I've always had this in my mind, at some point in our lives, there's this there's this golden spot right here, this golden little Area between childhood and adulthood where we start changing into who we become where everything is a child where there was no boundaries there was no limits there was there was no rent there was no what car I drive or if I can get a job or I got fired or my kids picked up from school there was no no guidelines there was no limits to what could be done in our mind we had the childlike mind of freedom. You know, go outside and play with your friends till the friggin' sun goes down. The only time you come in is when you have to eat. It, it was just this creative, open, trial and error life that we lived. And if you wanted to da- be goofy or funny or silly or dance in the street or go play in the rain or... It, it was never judged by you or your friends. It was, it was just... This freedom we had amongst us and this part between childhood and adulthood, when we start to take on responsibilities in life, we start to change who we are. Instead of holding on to that greatness and then just becoming more responsible with it, we actually start to change and go away from who we actually are as humans. And it's all the pressures around us that change us. You know, you have to have a good job. You have to have, you know, a, 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 who are you going to meet? Who are you going to be with? When are you going to have kids? When are you going to buy a house? And the, all these social pressures get put onto you. And a lot of time it's from parents. A lot of these pressures come from parents because parents want to see, you know, their kids do as well or better than they did or, you know, live through them. And a lot of these pressures come from family within, which sucks. And then a lot of it comes from social you know everybody around you and what you see and what you're looking at and you feel like you're you're not keeping up or you, you know you're not keeping up with the joneses as they call it uh and you're falling behind and those pressures get to us we start losing who we are and we start making different sacrifices and becoming more serious or or <clears throat> not we can't uh, i can't be playful or i can't go do this because i'm not living my life because I, I really got to get this job um and I think that little that little area from childhood to adulthood is we have to, we have to crack that spot right there. That's the point. All the stuff I've been talking about, <clears throat> this is not the point fingers, it's just to say all the elements that are involved in us having this self-loathing and the self-loathing culture and the, the rise of depression and anxiety amongst people and um, all these things exist, but it's not those things false now everybody has a responsibility just like anything else everybody has a responsibility and change but true change starts with you has to start with you and you doing something about it you can't just bitch and complain and tomorrow you wake up and everything's freaking better that's not how it works so <clears throat> when we talk about this little area between childhood and adulthood. I think this is where we can really focus and hone in. We can have a little bit more control on our own lives. And look, if you're already past that time, it's not too late, I'm not saying that. It's never too late to make massive, impactful changes in your life, never too late. But if maybe you have kids right now and maybe implement with them that transition between childhood and adulthood, that area, really dive into that and allow them to keep and hold on to who they were for that many years. Well, you know, up until what, 18, 18 years of their life, 20 years of life. Some people don't actually move into adulthood until they're 25, you know, or or later sometimes, depending on when they leave their parents' house or when they have to have responsibility. That's a, a long time, a lot of years to become you have to start throwing away because now you have to get this job now you have to get married soon you have to have kids soon and you have to keep up your friends are all having kids and all these stresses come in and and start to strip away who you are Um, and I just don't believe it has to happen you know if you're past that point like I said it's never too late to change it's all about loving yourself love you is the best right can you remember I was thinking back on my first jobs when I was a teenager my first second job third job I, I never once thought to myself man I don't want to work at McDonald's because um you know my other friends would think it's stupid or or not cool enough or or like my schooling wasn't good enough to give me I, I never thought anything besides who will hire me I need money <laughs> like I want money to do things Who's gonna hire me? Any job. You know, I worked doing papers, I did McDonald's, I worked at a nursing home. Like, I I didn't care because there was nothing to care about besides I need some extra income to do things I wanna do, have more fun, go snowboarding, go skateboarding, go on trips, go to concerts with my friends. It It was a means to live my life. My job was to get me to live more of my life. Do enough to pay for the things to live more of my life and and live you know those were those were important when did we stop losing that you know now we become a lot of us and now a lot of us I'm guilty of this became workaholics you know work work work, works I'm trying to I'm trying to like prove something and get somewhere and do this thing and build this thing and you know I left out a lot of my life I left out a lot of of my personal time my life and experiencing things that had nothing to do with the work because I was pushing so hard. And I wasn't like that when I was young. Um, you know, have the no judgment feeling again. Like, you got to dance like nobody's watching, my mom always said, and sing like no one's judging and act like you don't know that there's limits. You know, she used to love these quotes. And, and that's the truth. Like, we really got to do, like, when you sing in the shower or you dance in your car or scream at the top of your lungs singing in your car, but then we go to karaoke or somebody's like, hey, come on up with it. It's like, no, 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 no. No, I can't. Why? Why will you do it in your own space when nobody's around but we can't do it in front of everybody? Because of judgment. Because what we think that they might think. And that's where the self, self-loathing culture comes from. All these things. So I want to leave you with some was positive stuff because like, I believe that when you treat yourself like someone you've loved, we've all had someone we've loved so much, maybe a first crush, the first serious person you're with, your person you're with now, your, your parents, anybody, somebody you've loved so much that you would do anything for that literally the love is so deep, you just know it's true. We need to start treating ourselves like someone you've loved. So treat yourself like someone you've loved. Sometimes you can't believe that you're letting yourself forget that you you've been who you've been looking for is you like you you stop looking for more until you can look through all your fears and look into the mirror and clearly see the person looking back at you is the only one that can make you happy and guess what you're already enough you are already enough who you are right now. That's the most important part. There is no if I could, if I can look like her, or if I had her body, or if I had her if I was skinnier, or if I no. You gotta look in that mirror every day, and like that movie Shallow Hell. That was a hilarious movie, but it was a it was a pretty impactful movie. Look in the mirror and see what your mind sees, but you have to believe it so much. He used to remember, he used to look at one of the Paltrow and she was huge. She was like 400 pounds that movie. But when he looked at her, she was like supermodel, like her, her original self. That's how you have to be. You have to look in that mirror and be happy with yourself. Love is always the answer. How you love yourself is how you teach others to love you the way you want and deserve. Love is always the answer. So, like, look, let's get out of this self-loathing culture. Let's let's get away from the filters. Let's get away from the fake BS posting on online. Like, if that's not how you're feeling, don't post it. If that's not how you're looking that day, don't post it. Or do post it, but post true. Put a picture of yourself not feeling well one day. Or or just stop using filters altogether. You are beautiful just the way you are. You are enough. And I can't say it enough. Because every time I look at the people I know, the people I know that are beautiful, the people I know that are amazing people all around, through and through, visually, mentally, the whole nine, and then I see them go post them fake-ass BS, filtered up bullshit, I'm like, damn. Because then I started to feel like, are they fully self-loving themselves or not? Is there something going on with them? Because those are fake. It's a fake life you live. So listen, loud and clear, love yourself. Love is always the answer. Try it out. Go through some of the stuff you're going through and throw love on top of it. And ask yourself, would it be different? If love, if love, if love. I'm telling you, you're already enough. In God's eyes, everybody's enough. Everybody's beautiful. Everybody is great. So i want to leave you today with just a thought and reach out to somebody else keep your eyes open keep your ears open listen sometimes it's right in front of you. you can see other people struggling even when it looks like they're posing off a good life sometimes that means they're struggling the most just keep your eyes open pay attention look out for each other one another and like i said i always appreciate all you guys tuning in listening to me I'm a small part. I'm a tiny piece of this whole entire world. Appreciate you listening. Let's get it spread out as much as we can. And I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. So that's going to be all for this week's episode of Real, Raw, and Flawed Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the content this week. Please leave a review comments like subscribe on your streaming platform of your choice itunes soundcloud or spotify it's all deadly to us and it means the world love y'all till next time